times in my life where I'm over here like, I just want to get decked as hard as someone can in the face. Just to like, regulate myself. Shayla, who hurt you? Do you really want the list? This is gonna be a okay. oh, Yeah, that happened. Um, I started recording and just my brain just completely just fucking went out of the window. Like I was like, I prepared myself. I had all this stuff on the wall. I was ready to fucking ask the first couple questions. You know, we're gonna we're gonna restart this. Three, okay. two, one. Welcome to Frankcast Therapy, the podcast where we talk about this and that and tick for tat. I'm here joined by uh Shayla. <laughs> small claps, small claps, big claps I don't know in the how background. To introduce myself. It's okay, you know, sometimes you don't need an introduction. Sometimes you can be the introduction. You know what I'm saying? That is true. I am Period. quite the introduction. Yeah, you just gotta get off that fucking you gotta give off that goddess energy that you are capable of, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Me personally, fuck, I was gonna say the N-word, but I don't know if I want that posted in my podcast. Oh, what's my podcast? Yeah. I can say nigga, I'm black. Yeah, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Fucking freedom of speech, bitch. Equality. <laughs> Equality. All right, Mrs. Salem. Um, what is something you feel you need to talk about? What is? What, how how are you actually? First off, starting off, how are you? How is your week? How are you doing now? What is what is your mental like? And what what is the daily due diligence of such a goddess as yourself? Um. First off, stop complimenting me. Oh my God, what are you doing? I got. I gotta be the the the, the, the fucking good host here, right? Who, who wants to join? Right? See, thank you. We've only been in this for like I don't know how long, but it's okay. <laughs> We've only known each other formally for like what less than a week now, and we're already on a podcast together, right? I, 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 I like okay. I, 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 I'm a little fuck. Uh, <laughs> I carry myself in life in ways where like I'm really not good at speaking to people. So this whole podcast thing is actually really fucking funny to me. It kind of just happened out of nowhere. It really did. I was just chilling and I was like, hey, let's try that podcast thing again. Um, Frankcast <laughs> actually has existed for probably two years now. Never Seriously? Once, yeah, I never once posted or recorded anything. I never took it outside of making an Instagram account. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but we're in a day of age where, you know, you can post stuff on TikTok. And I listen to podcasts like every morning. Uh, I'm very much so a motivational needing person. Uh, that's why I listen to like poetry and stuff. And I, I write poets. And well, I don't really write poets, but I used to write poetry a little bit. But I listen to podcasts all the time in the morning. And I've, I've been fucking listening to this dude named Brian Buffoni and Therapy Gecko. And it's really weird just listening to people talk in your ear while you're like doing your daily shit. Especially when it's inspirational things. It helps a lot. It really does. And it's gotten me back to a point in my mind where I was like, you have nothing to lose if you just try something. Uh, I've never really been someone that really, like, I'll, I'll shoot for the top of the mountain. If I got a million views on this, that'd be fucking great. That'd be really cool. But I don't really care if I only get 10. I don't care if I get 10 the rest of my life. Uh, as long as I'm enjoying it and whoever is listening to it is enjoying it. And, you know, swag cash money did that. But I didn't mean to take the, the, the showroom starlight. <laughs> It's all good. My sister and her boyfriend just got home and I texted her and I was like, I am on the phone because how the fuck do I explain to my sister that I am on a podcast? So he's like, hey, sis, I'm actually fucking way cooler than you. I'm on a podcast right now. Um, You know, just fucking doing. I don't even know. I was going to try to say some cool shit, but I, I don't have it. It's dumb. So, yeah, I don't blame you. I don't have any of that shit either. Right. Um, fuck them. 
fuck am I? I don't know how to talk to people. So, like, I'm just, like, this socially awkward person who listens to our singular D&D podcast and podcasts about, like, growing and maintaining plants. And then also, like... Wait, wait, making... you like plants? Yeah, I actually have a plant that I stole from, actually, my most recent <laughs> ex. Um, okay. He was over here, like, hey, do you want to watch this plant while I'm in between houses? And I was like, yes, I will. And then he ignored me for, like a day and i was like i'm keeping this plant and we're in okay. w woman honestly <laughs> uh plants are fucking awesome i feel like they are they're, they're their own version of a pet uh i feel like you really only would understand that if you like plants and you like nature but mm-hmm. i think that's something you could probably agree with kind of the fact you stole the plant uh <laughs> yeah and they like fucking plants have personalities i have a spider plant that's over here like you don't touch me don't look at me yeah what is a spider plant so i am showing you i don't know how to describe it but it's one of these plants yeah is it actually called a spider plant like it's straight up called like a spider plant okay it's not its scientific name but that's what they're called and they are also very hallucinogenic to cats the dead parts cats will eat it and it will act the same way as like mushrooms and lsd act on a human mind Mm mm-hmm uh, my parents had a hairless person. cat. Wait, really? So, uh, yeah. So Wait, fucking right. Yeah. Cats. Yeah. And okay. um, one of them, his name was Hennessy, and he kept all my mom's spider plants groomed. And my mom was like, "Okay, they're non toxic to cats, so it's fine." Uh, not knowing that they were psychoactive. And then after he died, my mom was looking up the reason why cats eat that because she was missing him, mm-hmm. and she like calls everyone into the living room and goes, "Fucking spider plants are hallucinating." Uh, uh, hallucinogenic to cats and we're all over here like what and she goes it's like shrooms for cats and i'm like oh my god fucking whole time you're just like that was shroomed out 24 7 whole fucking time you're just like wow our cat's like really chill he just kind of minds his business no, and just he looks was at the wall. crazy he was fucking he would run up and down the halls and scream 3 a.m he went to the bathroom and would scream in the tub and then answer his own echoes Wait, answer his own echo? Wait, would he fucking startle himself? Yeah, and then he would, like, meow back and forth to himself for, like, hours. Wait, okay, so you never, you guys never once thought, fuck, something's wrong with our cat? You were just like, ah, it's a cat. So, uh, we used to breed hairless cats, if you want to call it that. Uh, We had two hairless cats at a point, a male and a female. Uh, Female got pregnant, gave birth. We were like, okay, we're going to neuter her after this litter got pregnant while also breastfeeding and then had a litter not shortly after that and Hennessy was from the second litter and he was smaller than the runt of the first litter who had died and so my dad's like okay we're going to take care of this cat his name is going to be Hennessy and he will be our pride and joy so we all fucking took care of that cat made sure that he was eating made sure that no one left him behind well by the time he was actually good enough and strong enough to sell he was too old. People didn't want like a one and a half year old cat. So my dad was like, okay, we're just going to keep Hennessy. And we just thought he was mentally fucked up because he was tiny. We didn't realize he was mentally fucked up because he was high. That is fucking crazy. Okay. I, I generally never knew that cats uh, could get high off of that. I mean, obviously, that's not something normal that anyone would know. I feel like even most cat owners are, you guys obviously, you know, you said you breed a cat and stuff. You own your cat for a long time. I don't oh, yeah. think you can really be held too responsible for that because 
how the fuck could anyone on the internet be like, oh, you should have researched it? How the fuck would you know that a common household plant is psychoactive? For cats, exactly. of all things, that is actually crazy. And it's also funny you brought up the hairless cats. I swear to God, in my entire life, this morning around 11 a.m., I was looking at fucking hairless cats on Google, and I was like, wow, it'd be really nice to have one of those. And then I found out they could be anything from 1500 to $3,000. And I was so, like, I'm chilling. <laughs> I don't know how much our female cat was, but her name was Missy Defer. So missing the fur. Missy okay. Defer. Uh, my dad named her. And um, she, you know Austin Powers, right? Mm-hmm. The movie? You know Mr. Bigglesworth, the hairless cat in it? No, I don't, to be honest. I don't remember. Dr. Evil's cat that he's always I do. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll let you caress your hands. Okay. I'm, <laughs> that's what reminded me. That's funny as fuck, bro. Yeah. She was like, I think, five to six greats descended from that cat. So she was fucking expensive. Wait, like that actual cat? Mm-hmm. Of so Missy Defer. You had not only a superstar cat, but your cat also went through the daily dilemma of being a an actual superstar. They went through the drug, um, the drug run, you know. Oh no, the, this wasn't Hennessy. This wasn't the baby cat. This was the mama cat. She was a bitch. Word. Wait, yeah. what? Okay, where? Oh, damn. Okay. I'll, and then we had blue bald Bobby, who was. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was trying to fucking drink my. You said blue bald what, nigga? Blue bald Bobby. Blue bald Bobby. Blue... <laughs> okay, continue. I can't even say that shit, bro. And um, he was the dad cat. So for a time, we had three cats: Missy Defer, Blue bald Bobby, and then just Hennessy, also known as Mister Pink, nicknamed after uh, Steve Buscemi's character from Reservoir Dogs. Okay. Do you know who Steve Buscemi is? He has these big-ass fucking bug eyes, dude. He has the fucking biggest eyes I've ever seen on an actor. And this fucking cat, Hennessy, had them big-ass, bald, like, bulbous eyes. So we nicknamed him fucking Mr. Pink. (laughs) And we just singed him the most bullying song to Steve Buscemi, which was, um, he's got Steve Buscemi eyes. Don't naked cats have, naked cats have naturally, like, bigger eyes, don't they? Or am I crazy? I've never like owned I... a cat. I've always been around people that own cats, and I've never liked cats. And then I started liking cats. So uh, they got kind of the same eyes as a regular cat, about the same okay. size eyes. So like, imagine a big-eyed fucking hairless cat. He was the ugliest motherfucker ever, but I loved him. Let's <laughs> fucking stand valid to that. Fucking wait. Okay, so do you like cats more? Or do you like dogs? It's t- that's so t- that's something important to me. I love both cats and dogs, but I'm also very picky about what animal I would get. So right now I'm living in an apartment, and if I were to get a cat, I'm not going to. But if I were, I would get a cat because I don't want to have to take a dog up and down four flights of stairs. And it's also not very affordable for me to keep buying dog food and taking care of a dog. So it depends on my circumstances, which one I would rather have more. But end goal, both. Okay, I like, I love how you worded that because yes, end goal, fucking both, fucking mm-hmm. both. Why have one when you can have both? Um, exactly. 
you know how people will, like plan out having kids and like they'll be like oh i hope i have a son and a daughter and they protect each other and just the son's protected blah 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 i'm like that but with fucking animals i'm like oh yeah i want a pit bull and a little fucking kitten and i want that pit bull to take care of that cat that way when i leave the house He's like the fucking guard dog. I want those little corny home camera memes where, like, you leave the house and you check your camera and they're doing cute, adorable shit. I'm that fucking one. I want to see cute, adorable shit and I want to see it in the form of animals. I love raccoons. Like, who the fuck even likes raccoons? I do. I'm a- gay bitches. I'm not going to talk about that. You said gay bitches? <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, 15 minutes into the podcast, we are already canceled. You love to see it. <laughs> hey. Jokes on everyone. I don't care about a person's gender. If they're kind to me, I would like to get into their pants. So okay, I was gonna say period on that, but I've I've been damaged and hurt in life too many times off of people pretending to be nice to me, and I think we should. Yeah, let's get into that. People will really pretend to be nice to you to fuck you. Not saying that I haven't done it before, because I think that everyone probably does that at least once in their life. It's either you use or you get abused. Um, did you just wave your hand up? Were you saying yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I've definitely done my fair share of using people in the past, but I've also gone through that phase where like you you come you become self-aware. And I know a lot of people that don't care. Like I had a friend, I wouldn't even say friend, I, I knew someone that like bragged about cheating on girls. And I've never supported cheating. I hate that shit. I feel like if you cheat, it's it's just morally wrong. It, it really is. I don't feel like there's any excuse for that shit. I've never been so drunk that I've been like, oh, fuck my girlfriend. I'm going to go fuck this other woman. I've never been exactly. drunk enough to do something like that. I've never even been drunk enough to get mad and fight somebody. Like, I'm pretty logical even when I'm not completely mentally there. So I feel like just that alone. Oh, oh, sorry. You can continue. I was cutting you off. Sorry. No, but what, what, what were you going to say? Because just fuck what I had to say. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just sorry man <laughs> i know i get that i'm just i'm losing it it's late i am i don't know i'm out of here <laughs> no but um as long as it is okay with both parties that the cheating is happening aka wanting to be cuckled or to cuckle somebody which is the act of cheating on someone like men usually enjoy whenever their women takes another partner and then like mm-hmm. tells them about it that's a kink or like polyamory those are okay with me things it's that polyamory. is in your play uh whenever you have one or two or more partners okay wait no and I your partners can have partners oh, yeah so okay so i was gonna ask you after what you were saying i was like okay I've heard, yeah i've heard of people you know they're in open relationships uh it'll be a man and a female mm-hmm. i was talking to a friend about this shit recently i'm not gonna like bring their business into it or anything but like you know it, it, it sparked an interest in my mind um uh, I've never understood that, to be quite frank. I've never really understood that whole, like, let's be together, but let's fuck other people. My dad's like that. That's because that nigga's on some, like, pimping shit, which is completely different. But I also don't know if I'm saying it's different because I'm his son. I uh, don't know if that's a good thing or not. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, I whatever, you know? Like, as long as you guys have a conversation and you know that both of your needs are going to be met, because, like, I know people who are in relationships with others and they're over here like, yeah, we haven't had, like, sex in, like, three months because I, like, I want it, but he doesn't. And Mm -hmm. for that, I'm over here like, yeah, invite another person into your place so that you guys get your needs met and then you can have a conversation and move on from that. Like, as long as it's helping out the long-lasting parts of it, I think that's why it's a thing. 
mm-hmm. but like I don't really know I don't understand I'm not polyamorous I yeah, am the person girl. that's like that is my partner they are only mine for the type shit yeah I'm yeah I'm, I'm assuming you're also very possessed uh, you know how badly I had to hold back from screaming fuck just then um <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you're also a very uh like clammy person over your partner um that's how I am not like I, I don't I'm not one of those people where I'm like don't talk to them don't fucking you're not allowed to have guy friends or blah 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 personally I've gone through that shit without like anyone even telling me I like well, I don't know my first love like she never told me not to talk to other females or anything like that. She never was like, oh, are you talking to other girls and all that shit? I just didn't talk to anyone. I'm already someone that's, like, very closed off. I don't really reach out to my friends. And most of my friends know that. But even my close friends that I consider brothers and stuff, they still ask me about it. Even my roommates, like, they get concerned because I'll just come home and, like, sit in my fucking room. And I won't talk to anyone, like, at all. They'll knock on my door and I'll say hi. And then I won't come out the rest of the day. You won't see me until yeah. 10 p.m. And I got home at fucking 5. And they're like, dude. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Like there to me, that's normal. Though. Times I was hanging out with like your roommates, and they're over here like, "Yo, Chas is up doing whatever he's doing," and I'm like, "Okay, cool." Chas, yeah, like <laughs> it's just how I be. Like I don't know. I'm I'm someone that finds solitude in being alone. Um, I always have been that way since I was a kid, and that's just a, a podcast for another day. It's a lot of trauma there, honestly, but. I'm not, I don't stay alone now from that trauma or anything. Like, I, I grew to be comfortable being by myself, which is really important and shit. But regardless of all that, back to what we were saying with the polyamorous shit and being possessive over your partner. I don't know. It does, I don't take it in a direction where I'm like, don't be friends with him. Don't be, or don't be friends with guys. You can't talk to guys. You're fucking mine. Don't look at him. I don't question all that shit because I feel like if you're with someone, it's all about trust and it's all about that love. And you have to understand, like, I don't know. I, 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 I can never, I can't say I've 100% been cheated on. I do suppose I might have been cheated on. Um, and that does kind of break my heart because I, w- I would never fucking cheat on one or like someone like that. that. That's, it's fucked up. That's a stab in the heart. That's a stab in the soul. You, that shit lingers with you. And I feel like that carries on to the next lifetime deal. But I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of pointless to like drown someone like that and be like, you can't do this and that and this. No, you're supposed to be two people meeting in the middle at some point it's not supposed to be like here's my word over yours and it's either you you do this or i'm going to be a narcissist and control you i don't know like that's that's too much just let her breathe you breathe you guys trust and learn each other get to know each other if you truly feel like you can't trust them talk to them and if you don't care about talking to them then leave them it's it's i'm gonna say it's that simple i know it's not that simple but Sadly enough, when you break it down to reality, it is that simple. It really is. It is. All you got to do is just communicate. Communication is very important in those type of relationships. And just, I don't know. Actually, I do know. I hate when I say I don't know. I say that shit so fucking often. You ever say, like, I don't know, but you do know? Yeah. You don't know how to explain that you know. So you're just like, all the fucking time, I'm like, you know, I don't know. And then I'm like, yes, I do know. This is fact about something that I was once See? like interested in for ages why am I saying that yes. I honestly think it might be a trauma response have you ever had your feelings invalidated because of the things that you liked all the fucking no I won't say all the time but definitely a lot growing up because I was a fucking people pleaser my like entire life yeah. and <laughs> still me right like I, I, I can't completely say I'm not anymore matching with people you say it again I'm sorry oh it's okay I talked over you um, I only have one tattoo that isn't matching with people. I have three tattoos, or I have four tattoos, and three of them are matching with 
Uh, one of them is for my whole family, and the other two are with my sister. Okay. What's and the then I have one. I was listening, nigga. I was, I was asking you what's the other one, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, the other one is uh, my fucking jellyfish one from the poetry book. Oh, word. <clears throat> uh, Pillow Thoughts by Courtney Peppernell. Love that series. So you still I gotta put some of your fucking your poets. I'm, I, know. I got my shit. Like these are just small books. I this is like the first poetry book I ever started off with. Poet pocket book of inspirational verse. And I think this shit was like 10 bucks. One of the greatest fucking books you can have. Just throw it in your pocket. You're you're down on some shit. Pop it open. It's fucking it, it touches in so many points that I feel like a lot of people need. And you know what's crazy? I don't even mean to change the the dynamic or conversation like that, but oh, it's all I, good. Poetry is really good for healing. It is really, 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 really good for healing. And it's funny how just a couple of words put together can change your entire life and also your scenery on how you see things. Yes, that is honestly how I feel. Um, I'm like digging through my bookshelf over here like, oh my God, I have so many poetry books. But honestly, the first one that got me into it was Rupi Rupi Kars or... I can't. I don't know how to sp- say her last name, but it's That's Milk good. and Honey. Because you know, I'm weird. I have a weird first name, but I guess I can't say other people's weird first names. And then, of course, Pillow Thoughts. Like, I still need to give you my Rudy Fran Francisco book. You would fucking love that dude. You would and probably that, relate. To that one's a, uh, is that one a poetry as well? Poetry yes. Bill? you would most likely relate to that one more than me because it was written by a man of color a black man and i am obviously the color of cream cheese it's it's valid because you called yourself cream cheese i'll I'll let it slide this time but next time brother you're gonna have to catch me in the streets and we're gonna have to plan up for real dog (laughs) i'm just fucking you You forget that there are times and oh i've never told you this there are times in my life where I'm over here like, I just want to get decked as hard as someone can in the face. Just to, like, regulate myself. Shayla, who hurt you? Do you really want the list? This going to be a oh, one. I... Okay, I think that's the most relatable thing I've heard in a long time. Do you really want the list? I'm going to start using that. And I don't know in what way I'm going to use it, but I'm going to fucking use it. Even if I have to bait someone into a conversation to do it. <laughs> Dude! It fucking happens all the time. People are over here like, I don't know what's going on, but my partner isn't doing this for me. Like, is he actually a bad person? And I'm like, do you want the list of shit that he's done wrong? Type shit, like, come on, bro. Like, We can break it down. We can really get into it if you want to. Trauma? Exactly. Fuck trauma. How about this? This is the receipts. <laughs> like, let me fucking slap the shit out of you. Or like, I'm over here grocery shopping and I'm trying to remember everything on my list. I'm like, let's see the... Do you want the fucking list right now, bitch? Like it's so versatile. Okay, even okay. I want to I want to dip into some more personal scenes, and not even more personal. We were already talking about. I don't know. I feel like we're going in a direction of some mental shit here, necessarily. <laughs> it feels like we're talking more often, you know, things that affect your mental necessarily in that spectrum. So my next question for you is: What is a bad habit you picked up as a child? I want to say. Ooh. Um. So it had to be chewing my nails. It was something that gave me control in my life because I had a very out of control, weird childhood. Um, We moved a lot whenever I was a kid and then like going to new schools and just figuring shit out. Kids are mean. Kids are fucking mean. Mm. Fucking honestly, I was going to say fucking dorks, but then I'm like, damn, 
that makes me one of those kids when I say that. But you know, fuck them. Yeah, like <laughs> I still roast the shit out of like nerds and theater kids, and I actively listen to a singular D and D podcast and was a theater kid. See, I was gonna say it's it's different though when you were that person because I feel like you're not laughing at them. It's more like, okay, maybe yeah, you're you're a little bit laughing. At you're them, not but, uh... punching down. It's the fucking comedy theory. Comedy theory is you never want to punch down. You always want to either punch up or to the side because if you punch down, you're an asshole. And so, like, it's just like you you're punching to the side of you because you were once a theater kid. So now you're just fucking poking jokes with the same people that are on the same level as you. I like I like how you worded that. I feel like you could apply what you just said to a couple of different things in life. That's that's pretty cool. Make that a quote. You gotta you gotta trademark that shit. It's a punch to the left and the right of you. Dude, yeah, I what the fuck? It's hard, Shayla. What the fuck? Okay, I can fuck with it. I don't even know where I heard that, but I know that it is somewhat well known of a saying. So I can't trademark that shit. I don't want to be that problematic in my life. I'm not gonna do that shit. Type <laughs> joke. Okay, I get you. There's no point to be too extra. Um, I, I guess speaking on, you know, fucking a, a bad habit that followed you as, as a child. You said that it gave you control in your life maybe a little bit of stability why do you feel like you needed that stability what how old were you when you started doing your nails better question so justin what was the bad habit that you picked up as a child oh lord she's just she did a full 380 on a nigga do you really want the list <laughs> do you really want the list because in that case this podcast which is also i just want to say uh this is our first podcast here on you know your boy's frank cast therapy um this is gonna turn very dark you know usually in a therapy session i've only done a therapy once i quit i was a pussy i know whatever fuck them uh, uh <laughs> sorry i'm stalling i don't want to answer that question i'm going I to know, uh don't worry i'm actively in therapy right now and it so fucking scares me i still put 180s on my therapist too she's over here like you know that could be a sign of childhood neglect and i'm like yeah, you could be a sign of childhood neglect. Yeah, she's like, oh. our therapy conversation. I'm like, I'm pulling the Uno reverse. We're doing the Spider-Man oh meme pointing God. back and forth at each other. I love that you, you fucking said that, bro, because I'm dead ass. I was like waiting for you to finish. So I could be like, yeah, you just fucking pull an Uno reverse card. Like, if I go to therapy now, I'll just bring an Uno reverse card. So anytime they ask me something, I'm like, how about you take the stand bitch how about you know what how was your day motherfucker how about you start yes <laughs> oh my god yes like my Wait, is therapist that projecting has... that's not no okay I what, think we so. yeah that's I think that so. might just low-key be projecting but that's not We're... even interesting <laughs> no one wants to answer those questions they're hard-hitting for a reason they are like... i'm not abandoning the question you asked me i'm gonna get into it but Oh, you, I know you're, you're abandoning the question. I'm not. No, I really it's am not. Okay. I'm just. I'm generally just talking, man. I'm just airing question. it out. I got. I got to build up to the moment because with these dark things, it's either you're just gonna drop them or you're gonna find a way to say it where it comes across as, oh wow, I get that. That's that's understandable. You know, I wanted to go in that direction, but fuck it, we're just gonna get straight into it. Um, bad habits that I took as a child, I have a fucking thousand, just as any other person. I'm only human. Uh, yeah. Whether it's from trauma, whether it's from things I told myself as a kid, um, I think one of my worst ones is like I have a miniature victim mindset, and it's never been something I wanted to admit to myself because I feel like it's a bad thing. Uh, there's a really bad stigmatism to it. But you, I've also learned from being very self-aware that not everything you take from your childhood is 
kind of like the end of the world. It's not like I don't know. It's not it's not the most negative thing. Like it's it's not a good thing either. But it's not like you went out of your way to make it negative. But anyways, uh, <laughs> I, I had this thing. I, fucking I don't know. I was very closed off child, and I, I just I went through like the phases of feeling like I didn't have love in my life, and that's because of a lot of other dark reasons and stuff. But I really struggled with the whole dynamic of understanding love and understanding family love and understanding unconditional love. So for a long time, I just didn't believe in that shit. And I just kind of convinced myself that like everyone's out to get you. Um, the world is set up in a way where you're not supposed to win. When it comes down to it, your family's going to hurt you. People you consider your friends are going to hurt you. And ultimately, you're going to hurt yourself, too, because of all of that. And even outside of that, you're just genuinely going to hurt yourself, which I have and stuff. But uh, we're getting there. Fuck them. <laughs> uh, uh, in the simplest form, I'll give an example. Uh, from uh, it, I, it took me a while to learn that this is all from trauma. But say I walk in my room and I, I find a situation where, like, my keys are in the same spot I left them. The first thought that comes to my head is damn, where did I leave my keys? Or even more importantly, wow, I lost my keys. It's not the noticing that my keys are missing. It's not the noticing that my keys are in a different spot. First thing that comes to my mind is who the fuck touched my keys and why? And it took me a long time to understand that part of myself. I was like, why am I so negative when it comes to shit like that? Like, why, why does my mind skip over thinking and it goes straight to this form of rage and anger that is just like pondering in itself but it's not really pondering it's just fucking gunning for anger and that shit took me a while to like catch a grip on that like that's it's just, it's a fucking trauma response it is it, it was it is you were shown anger in response to simple things being out of the norm and so now that's how you react to it completely and it's taken me a long time to like start working on this i'm fucking 19 almost 20 and i'm still working on this shit but it's something I've become more self-aware of. And the, the key thing I, I used as an example is such a small thing, but it's those small things. Like even I learned that shit, those small fucking things, like a drop a pin on the floor my brain will just go crazy. But <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it's a lot deeper than just like me being like, oh, who the fuck touched my keys? I had to realize like, okay, let's break it down, Chastin. Why the fuck are you doing this? Like what in your life happened that when you get in a situation, you immediately start blaming people around you? And I think it's a form of me trying to protect myself as a kid. Uh, whenever I ran into a situation, I would just run away from it. I, I'd go lock myself in my room. I was very, uh, I, I don't know. I never grew up knowing how to understand my emotions. I'm very much so a, I'm not an emotional person, I'd say, but I'm not exactly uh, the most emotionally here. I have a very hard time processing emotions. Uh, I don't even really know how to process death. And I know that sounds fucked up, but I'm never like, I've never had someone die and I like truly cared, but I've never I, like lost a true like close family member. And I also know that's from fucking just closing myself off as a child. I don't I didn't have the chance to understand how to have a genuine conversation and genuine remorse and all that shit. I have it now and I'm very sensitive in some spots. Like I saw, I saw a dead guy. I get that. And that shit almost broke my heart. I was so damn sad. I was like, damn, they got my nigga Timmy for real. That's fucked up. I'm gay. So you want to know what's sad is, so I've experienced a lot of death in my life. I've gone to a lot of funerals and I've lost a lot of meaningful people to me. The mm -hmm. thing is, no one knows how to process death until you are just fucking sucker punched, like beat with a baseball bat with death in your life. You're never going to learn how to process it. Like something that I hate to say, but I'm very happy that I experienced so many deaths at such a young age. 
because mm-hmm. now I know how to handle like big situations. Like I'll get called and if I ever get called, cause usually I was at my parents' house whenever someone would die. If I ever got that call, I could answer it and be over here. Like, okay, I'll be at that house. And like, I'll be at our house in 10 minutes to just regroup, figure out what we're doing when we're leaving, when we're getting off work. And then just fucking, I'm able to take charge in that situation. And then also learn how to process it on the side. Mm-hmm. So then I'm able to make these deadlines and these things like funerals and funeral planning. Cause it's always like a big thing for my mom's side of the family for funeral planning. Our great grandma or my great grandma always plans it. And so like now with her getting old and almost down, like getting to a point where she might die soon, it's like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, who the fuck's going to plan funerals now? And so we're all just fucking scared. It's gonna, we're going to have to figure it out. I feel like, I don't know. I obviously, cause I already expressed, I don't exactly know how to venture off into the feelings of, you know understanding death and like you said it's not really one of those things that you're just going to get but i feel like since you've you've gone to enough funerals with her i'm assuming and you've you've probably been around her enough in those scenes and in those paintings of how she handles funerals where you'll probably be okay i think you're going to be okay and that and that i know you said you were you guys are worried about like who's going to plan these i think you guys will I think you're you're, you're, the, you're the next generation, and I know this is like such a strange conversation to even talk about when it comes to one of those things. But it's also one of those things where like I don't know, I'm not I'm not exactly sensitive over it, so I'm just gonna speak mine. It's like I don't know, you've you've been through it uh, like you said enough times as a kid, where I feel like now you'd be able to you, you learn how to collect your thoughts. And I'm assuming your grandma's probably gone through that a lot. She's an older lady. She's getting ready to even possibly pass away. Uh, that's a concern, you know. Oh yeah, you went through understanding those deaths younger, which I I I feel like since that you know, say you had someone drop dead tomorrow, you're probably gonna be that person that's collected, thoughted, or collective. You I don't know, you might go through your emotions and stuff. I'm not, I don't know you enough oh, to yeah. speak on that, but I feel like you'll you'll be that person that's able to collect your thoughts and be like, okay, this 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 needs to happen. This 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 is what happened. Blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, think you're like making my schedule a time for me like a two-hour slot where i could just scream cry and just cry in the ugliest like not dripping manner and then like i could just fucking stand right back up and move on you you are a fucking skill that that is a skill it really is and that's that's just genuine um control of your emotions real stuff uh i've read a lot of poetry books not even poetry books i've read a lot of books I've listened to a lot of podcasts. Uh, I love fucking quotes. I love quotes so much. Uh, I do affirmations and quotes are like the heaviest thing in the world for me because I take them personal. I take them as like the, the key to the next door in life. Um, and a lot of them touch on the basis that saying being able to control your emotions is the most important thing on planet Earth because you can't control anything in life. No matter what you do, you're going to learn that the hard way. You can't learn that the easy way. You cannot learn that the easy You could be raised your entire life with your mom coming in your room and telling you this. It's like sitting down and breaking down different stories, but you won't understand that shit until you go through it. You cannot control everything in life. It's simply how life is. You're not supposed to. What you can control in life is your emotions. Even in those those toughest moments where it feels like the world's crumbling around you, necessarily, yeah, you could you could still control your emotions. You know, like I said, I don't really, I, I have a hard time processing certain emotions and understanding. People will talk to me, and I just kind of look at them with a blank face most of the time because, like, I'm not, I'm I'm a good conversationalist, but that's only because I really had to break down conversations with people and shit. Like, it wasn't a matter of. 
a conversation. It was more a matter of me under, trying to understand what the fuck a conversation was. <laughs> and that's all from cutting myself off and shit, but just being able to control your emotions, like you said, that is a fucking superpower. That is a very strong superpower that I feel like a lot of people could benefit from. It's something I work on. I'm trying to work on. It's something I'm trying to get better at. It's a scary thing whenever it gets down to it. Sorry. I, you have now changed positions for the major fact that my phone is on 20%. You know, it, it fucking be like that sometimes. It really do. It do. It really do. So, like, now you're just fucking chilling as I'm wrapped in my hot pink blanket. Swag to hey, Pink blankets? Oh, that's one of those fucking soft fuzzy ones. Okay. I'm just I have three Minky Couture blankets, and they're yeah. all fucking expensive. Got two of them as gifts, and they're fucking soft as fuck. Dude. I'm gonna be a typical nigga. I'm gonna steal one of those with a book, bro. It's gonna have to happen. But finishing up, dude. And- I'll just buy you your own. You're fucking G. W. Fucking Shayla. Once again, I'll, get, you your, I'll get me my, and your fucking roommates on for like Christmas, just buying each oh, other fucking God. expensive ass blankets. Fuck you, right? Christmas is like really around the corner. Kind of. We still gotta go through Halloween, so I guess it's not too crazy. First off, do not ever forget about Halloween as a... Okay, I wasn't particularly forgetting about Halloween. I already have plans of what I'm dressing up for. You know what? What are you dressing up for for Halloween, Shayla? Since you want to... So, I made a joke to my father about dressing up as Cheech and Chong for Halloween. And he was like, okay, let's do it. But, like, my dad doesn't dress up, so I don't know. You, you gotta put the fits together yourself, then. He's not gonna go out of his way to do it. You, you, you invited right. yourself into this program, girl. <laughs> I'll fucking go thrift store shopping with my mom to get his pants size and shirt size and shit. Dude, fucking cool. You, you, I feel like you're gonna pull that off. That'll be dope as fuck. <laughs> Walk down the street smoking a fatty or something crazy. <laughs> Just fucking imagine my dad. The dude who works out fucking often isn't right now because of his shoulder hurting, but, like, he's fucking used to work out he looks like a fucking bulldog walking mm-hmm. down with his like short ass fucking daughter over here like dressed up as <laughs> cheech and chong both wait wait who's gonna, who's gonna be cheech and who's gonna be chong who's gonna be i have no fucking idea oh we're in the like <laughs> we're in the like? fucking blueprints of this shit not even the blueprints we're in the part where you write down your name on the paper all right yeah i'm like. at the very best beginning pages of this like the fucking teachers over here like here is the assignment that's where I'm at, is the assignment part. I, I could vibe with that. Okay, um, what are you being? Uh, I was talking to a couple coworkers at work, and it's not like 100% confirmed, because it was more like just conversationalist shit, I'd say. But one of my buddies from work, he's going to be going as Lone Ranger from the movie Lone Ranger, and <laughs> <laughs> his cousin's going to go as fucking uh, the Indian from that movie. And I was like, what if I just go as a fucking alien because Cowboys versus Aliens and you guys can be Lone Ranger. And it kind of all just works. Oh, and my I was God. Like, I love that. Indian, I'm Cherokee Indian. You know, fucking we might be able to do something here. I don't know. I'll be the fucking Indian alien. I'll wear one of those feathers on my alien mask or something. Oh, please don't. don't. Please do not. <laughs> you do not get yourself canceled, dude. First off, like, you got me canceled minutes into the fucking podcast. First off, it's not canceling if you're part of the community. Second off, second, it's a Native American dude. Don't get yourself racist canceled. We got, a, we got a point. I apologize to anyone that I may have offended. I'm not here to offend people. I'm here to speak mind and touch touch joy on people. Okay. And don't wear a yeah. headdress. That's just not it. 
Hey, to be, to be fair, like, though, I really am Cherokee Indian. I was not joking. <laughs> I know. I know. We've had a conversation about this. I did not know that, but that is cheers and kudos to us for that. <laughs> yeah, it, it happened on Monday, the day that we met each other officially. I like the fact that you know that. What the fuck, bro? I'm too stressed out in life to remember every fucking, like, day that I meet someone. Are you? Are you using a muffler to smoke that shit right now? I have not seen one of those in a while. Did you nigga rig it? Did you make it? She did indeed. She nigga rigged the motherfucker. Give us a give give the listeners a breakdown of what you got in your hand here. So I have what is known in my household as a smoke buddy. Our vents are attached in this apartment complex, and sometimes when I'm smoking, you know, the weed. It's really strong. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. I have downy fucking dryer sheets that I change out every like couple weeks or so whenever it loses its scent in a paper towel or a toilet paper roll wrapped in hair ties to help keep dumb. the other paper towel or uh dryer sheets in. <laughs> My first time seeing one of those, I think it was ninth grade, and I didn't start smoking until like tenth grade. But I saw one in like ninth grade uh, through one of the homies that was smoking and shit. I was like, "Bro, what the fuck is that?" I was like, "That looks stupid as fuck." And then he told me about it, and I was like, "Oh, no way in hell that works." And then I, I, you know, I became a stoner and found out it worked. And I was like, "This is God's work here. This is this is really like a silencer for a gun, but weed work, weed wise." It is. Um, I didn't actually see one of these until about a couple months ago. Whenever my sister made me one, it was like, "We're going to get kicked out. You gotta use this." <laughs> Wait. Okay. Do you smoke inside of your house? Because there's a stick. There's a stigmatism. Uh, I feel hey. like behind smoking in your house. And right now, she's not like, you're not smoking like a straight up fucking blunt in your house with the pen and shit. But you know, no. still that shit is. It could be fat. That if you if you hot box your room and you're just chiefing on your pen and someone comes in there, they're gonna smell wax. That's how it is. Yeah. But, well, uh, so we don't have a balcony, mm-hmm. and we don't really have a privatized space to do this at. Mm-hmm. So I tend to just I do smoke in my house. I would rather do it here in an enclosed space than go somewhere or like drive somewhere because yeah, just driving high isn't the move. I got you. I got you. So like, because even whenever I'm hanging out with you guys, I pretty much i sober up really quickly off the stuff that you smoke so i'm over here like okay i'm usually good to drive within a couple (laughs) hours and so like i don't want to have to drive and then stay somewhere for a couple hours just so that i'm able to like clear my head and be a good driver because you do only one illegal thing at a time that was pretty swag. And just, just I'm not going to fucking name drop where we live, but we are indeed in the state where weed is still illegal because, you know, fuck us. That's why. Um. Except for medical. <laughs> Except for medical. I am getting a medical card. I, I've contemplated too, but I heard that, that shit like stays on your record. And I'm mm-hmm. like, who gives a fuck? But then I'm also kind of like, eh. Yeah, uh. but if you go to, at least this is my understanding of it. If you work somewhere that like drug tests for weed, you could literally be over here. Like it's medicinal. Here's Wait, my card. You, and if you have a medical card, you can still smoke weed while you work. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I'm assuming. I don't know laws. I gotta say, did you hear that, boss man? Did you hear that? Did I hear what? No, not you. I was talking to my boss. 
Not really, but you know, those sitting prayers that he'll understand one of these days. <laughs> Dude, most bosses don't understand. That's why you work for a big corporate company that does not drug test. Hey, some bosses just don't want to understand. And personally, you know, me personally, you know what I'm saying? Actually, no, I really don't know what direction I can go in that because I don't, I don't want to get fucking fired. <laughs> First podcast, I'm censoring myself already. You know what I'm saying? But hey, it is what it is. You got to get around. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? You can censor yourself later on because no one fucking you're at the beginning stages. You're at the little baby stages. You're not going to get sponsorships from these expensive name brand companies that are over here like you have to censor yourself if you get sponsorships are going to be from small businesses over here like i don't give a shit what you do just market my product hey word too i haven't even asked you uh yet shaylin how are you doing today are you enjoying the podcast so far are you enjoying your time do you feel like you're going out of your way what's going on with them i am enjoying this you did actually ask me that at the beginning but then we got off traffic off topic really fucking quickly because i mentioned plants um see i have adhd it's not my fault or add we're not gonna we know we don't self-claim we have things here but we do claim we have things here like mental illness i definitely have but anyways back to the story you know anyway but uh i'm enjoying it it's nice it's nice to talk to someone i haven't talked to a person besides my sister all day so it's like talking to people today so like i'm enjoying it this is fun Hell yeah. Um, it's cool. I feel like I'm killing time. Hey, that part. I mean, it's fucking 12.33 in the morning. I don't know what the fuck you'd be doing at 12.33 in the morning. You got to kill time, little nigga. But, you know, that's between <laughs> you and God. That's that. <laughs> you know, there's um, a lot of things that happen at 12.33 in the morning. You said that in a very mischievous way. And now I kind of want to know what the fuck happens like at 12. That. I was saying, yeah, I was like, it sounded like you went in that direction on purpose. Now you got to talk did. about it. What the fuck uh, no, do you be on no, at 12.33 in the morning? You, I'm just gonna let people draw their own conclusions on what happens at 12:33 in the morning. I like that enough to where we can leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> or and you know I'm too hard-headed to let you get away with shit. Type deal. Um, I I feel like I understand that because anything that happens after 12, uh, when I was younger, my friend's dad said it. Uh, he wouldn't let him go out past like fucking I think 10 for a while until we got older or until he got older. But I was with him all the time. So, you know, when the night ended for him, it ended for me too. But yeah, <laughs> his dad was like nothing. Right. But his dad was like, nothing good ever happens after 12. And, you know, growing up, I was like, eh, the man's got a point. And then I grew up a little bit more and I was like, eh, the man still has a fucking point. <laughs> Yeah, no, nothing just happens after this time. I'm 20 and I already know it. Type deal, like, I've I've done a lot of bad things after 12. I I don't know why that is, but bad things always happen after 12. Um, Sometimes good things. You were talking to a genuine good kid. I never snuck out or did anything bad after 12. I had a bedtime that was so, yeah, I had a self-made bedtime. My parents didn't care. They actually were over here like, hey. If you ever wanted to sneak out, you just have to tell us whenever you leave. Like, send us a text and be over here, like, leaving the house. And we'll be okay. And I would be over here, like, yes. But if I don't sleep for exactly this amount of time before school tomorrow, I'm going to murder someone. And so, like, I never snuck out. Um, wow. I never did drugs till after I graduated high school. Which was, really? Yeah, really. You're new to this game of smoking weed. I just stopped I, smoking. I was. Shit. That's. I am a newbie. Hey, ain't nothing I wrong just... with it. I'm not hating or anything like that. I wasn't. 
that wasn't hating or anything. Oh yeah, I know. Trust that's me. crazy. But... You fucking your parents let you necessarily sneak out, quote unquote. But you didn't sneak out, but they let you sneak out, quote unquote. Yeah. Well, like, okay, my dad ruined this shit for us. He had two things in life that he wanted to teach us. What drugs are bad for you, like what drugs are and what are their effects, and two. He was going to ruin anything possibly fun that either my sister and I could have fucking done. Because my dad has done everything. And then on fucking Saturdays and Sundays and weekly night shows, we would watch shows about criminals. We would watch shows about drugs. We would watch cops. And so now we all are fucking ingrained to the point where we could be over here like, hey, that man's tweaking off meth. Because we know so much about the drugs. Yeah. And my dad would always be over here like, yeah, these drugs are fun. But here are some bad consequences of them. Whenever you're 18, I don't care what you do. Just don't fucking ruin your life. That is, I think, some of the best advice you could give. That's a very woke parent mindset. And not even being your, your dad's son or anything like that. Uh, I don't know. That's That makes me want to... I mean, like, I already have the mindset where, like, I want to be that, that beacon of light in my kids' life. I want them to be very... Mm-hmm informationalized at a young age and i feel like that's exactly what that is i feel like that's a lot uh in the side of responsibility as a parent where you should be telling your kids stuff like that they should know about sexual assault at a very young age they really should Mm -hmm. they should know about weed and drugs at a young age they should know that you can't do this and that third or fourth grade whenever i learned about sex and that was because my dad was breeding our rabbits for me and he was over here like hey you want to see something cool so we went under the cage to look at the rabbits and he goes and he points at this little like thing that looks like a pink hair that's like a little thick and he goes that's a rabbit stick and i go what and he goes that rabbit is fucking and then <laughs> the rabbit is fucking that's the thing that's the title fuck. okay and that is the exact way that i got my sex ed my you know, sister's people... was worse my wow. dad went into, my Tell dad about that one, yeah. um so i don't have the full details for my sister because she's traumatized but I guess he went into way more detail than he should have. I don't even remember what age. Dad what age do they teach you that shit? Because I think they do teach you sex at an element. Yeah. I want to say in elementary um, school. Yeah, they did. That was fourth? No, that was fifth grade. Fifth grade, they teach you sex ed. Yeah. And I think in fifth grade, yeah, fifth grade, you were nine. Either eight or nine. Pretty sure it's nine going on ten. Yeah. At least I for me, I was. am a year younger than most of my classmates, so I graduated whenever I was 17. Did I ask? Instead of 18. Which was fucking wild. Deadass. Did, did you skip over what I said? No. Uh, it was so... fucking... So, uh, my audio cut out, and it fucking combined perfectly to say deadass. And I was like, oh, yeah, deadass. Deadass. Well, guys, that's going to be the end of episode one, part one with Miss Shayla. Thank you all for casting in. Don't forget to check out our TikTok for highlights and clips. Tune in next time for podcast every Sunday. Remember to email us your request to join the podcast live as we're all cast members here.